1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back to the Wolverine Live. I got a special treat for you tonight. Tom Crawford's going to be with us in a few minutes. So uh, it's uh, we're, we're uh, going three, uh, three levels tonight, but with us right now is uh my personal friend, the senior editor at the Wolverine.com and the man with more inside information on Michigan Athletics than anyone in existence that would be hmm. one Chris Ballas. Chris, welcome to the broadcast.
0: Hey, Johnny, it's good to do this again, man. It's been too long.
1: It has been too long and uh I've been looking forward to it. Uh, maybe it would I would look forward to it the only way at a higher level as if uh, Michigan was getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament. But as we know, that's not the case. Uh, I know that you were courtside as uh, Michigan was in the NIT last night. Talk a little bit about your your reactions to what took place in Chrysler against Toledo, not just about what happened on the floor, although that's a, a significant part of it, but also just kind of the setting, uh, w- what your reaction was to sitting there in a in, a, in a, an IT when it uh, very well could have been and probably should have been the NCAA's.
0: It kind of felt like old times, John. And what I wrote in my column was the only thing That's missing was—I know the only thing missing was Tommy Amaker. And I remember you and I sitting there for a game against Hawaii in the early 2000s, and it was like 75 degrees outside, and they had to open all the doors to Chrysler to get a breeze going through there. Because it was so hot, and um, this was before they did all the renovations and all that. And I'm like, where would you rather be, John? And you're like, well, probably Hawaii. You know, maybe this could have been a road game, but <laughs> uh, it was um, it was kind of weird. Yeah, but it was nice to be on the floor again, and it reminded me of when Grandma Trailer uh, accosted you after a, a Robert Trailer Bucket when she came up behind you and squeezed you and threw you yeah. around, and she was so excited. And yes, uh, Gra- so.
1: Grandma Trailer was. Uh, Not petite, and uh, she was a lovely lady, but she was very excited, and I, I thought I was going to die on the spot.
0: Yeah, so I kept looking behind me to make see who was behind me, and it was a couple smaller people, so I felt okay. No family members, but uh, it was fun being down there, and I liked the atmosphere because it is, as somebody said, the diehards, right? The, the, anybody paying 25 bucks for an NIT ticket, and there were a good portion of them were Toledo fans, and it was a fun atmosphere. At the same time, you're thinking, man, you know the trips that we've been on, John, where you know, we're covering Final Fours, and we're... Uh, you know when you're not having your laptop to- laptop stolen in in uh, New Orleans or whatever. Or I guess that was the Alamo Bowl. That was yeah. the Alamo
1: Bowl. Okay. That was football. Yeah,
0: right. That's what you know fans, no. Yeah, it was. Um, but it's different. Hey, and there's Tom. Uh, yes, sir. But, yeah. So, but it was. It, but it was Tom was there. And we talked about it a little bit, and you know, I, t- Tom has an undefeated record. I think covering nit games. or is watching nit games live, and we can't hear you, Tom. You're still on mute, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're still on mute. We still can't hear you. Yeah. All
1: right. Give it a minute. Give it yep. a minute.
0: But uh, but regardless, John, um, I was interested to see how they play. And they came out with character. And what I really liked what they said after the game, too, when Hunter Dickinson said, you know what? We came out and we, we came out to win because we play for the men who wore the jersey before us. And as Jawan Howard said, you know what? we are not above anything. Who are we to say that we're too good for the NIT, which is exactly what North Carolina did. But uh, so I liked that attitude and I liked how hard they played. Toledo came in. There with something to prove, man. They played hard, but Michigan had a little room to move on offense. And that makes all the difference, man, when you've got teams that haven't scouted your every move.
1: Yep. I hear you. Uh, Tom Crawford, uh, we are still not bringing you in right now in terms of audio. So we're going to, we're going to, us on and you you uh as soon as Keep here's can, the sign language as soon as we can get you in we'll uh we will do that um chris i'm gonna ask you which uh, as far as i'm concerned there are two camps here mm-hmm. there's the uh look it's the nit none of this matters camp the the season's over camp don't bother me with this and yet there's the camp that says look it's still Michigan basketball. These guys need the games. Uh, it Follow and honor what uh, Juwan basically was saying to his team. Who are we to uh, to not go at this hard? Which which camp would you say you're closer to at this point?
0: That's a great question because initially I was like, I don't want any part of this. I've done this in the past. Uh, and then I go out there and I see Doug McDaniel and think, man, this is really good for him in this, mm-hmm. in this setting. And to be able to, what, he had eight assists last night, I think it was. And in this setting, to go out there and have a little bit more experience, gain a little more experience, uh, absolutely. I thought that was important for him. It would have been nice if Jet Howard could have played as well. They uh, need some more meshing with some of these young guys. Yeah be back. We don't know if Jet Howard's going to be back next year, but if he is, I would have liked to see him out there, too. And uh, you know what? Terrace Reed, I think, was banged up in the second half. Would have liked to see a little more of him. And we got to see Youssef Hayat for three fouls in five minutes. So... (laughs) I was hoping to see a little more of him as well, but um, so I was in- got to make, that's got to make Will Cheddar feel a little
1: bit better. I mean, he maybe yeah. he's not the uh, designated walking foul anymore.
0: Exactly. But it was, you know what, when I saw it and I saw the, um, you know, the, the, experience that Doug got out there, I thought, okay, this is a good thing for them. And the fact that they took it seriously, if they'd gone out there and laid an egg, I remember a Missouri team coming into Chrysler for an NIT game that was so talented under Quinn Snyder and they just flat out didn't care. And I thought, what, use? What is the use here? And if they're going to do that, then I don't want any part of it. The fact that they didn't shows that they have character. The fact that they played hard, I thought was good. And if they can go into Vanderbilt now, you've got another opportunity to go into a road venue for these young guys. I think it's good for the program. I really do.
1: Yeah. All right. Tom Crawford, are you more than window dressing Uh, at this point? I mean, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. now, Absolutely. So, Tom Crawford. You tell me which camp you fall into. We were just uh, talking about the the hey the season's over camp. I don't care to even have anything to do with this, or the camp that says hey these guys need more games. Jawan Howard and this team will is embracing it. What the heck? Let's uh, let's roll with it. Well, I hope Whyrat's not listening,
2: but the free parking and the courtside seating brought me there last night.
1: That, was <laughs> that <laughs> would be Tom Wyrot, who is the SID for <laughs> back. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry, man. That's what it took to get me there. No, all serious I was, was going to be there. I was going to be there because, um, and Chris, I think you and I talked about it in our in our pregame meal that uh, we don't want to be a front run front runner media, right? You know, and you got to take the good with the bad, and any it's like a, a college football team going, and even going to a quote unquote that pinstripe ball whatever get the reps in develop forward move it forward and i thought yeah i agree with, with with chris i mean i thought the attitude was good the start of it was a little unnerving you know they had a, they had a couple of turnovers, and the 14 turnovers still drive me crazy mm-hmm. and, and doug mcdaniel has a lot of work to do in that regard um but i think he's um i, I like doug mcdaniel a lot i really do i just think he's my, my podcast partner, Richard Ralford, always like, I like big guards, you know, like Gary Grant, Antoine bear But I think Doug can make it work, especially if he gets some help. And I don't know what that other guard is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Kobe. I hear the 50-50 on him. I don't know. It's like, like you're here. We're in the NIT trying to build forward, guys. But we don't know what next year is anyway, because it's a blank canvas when you're dealing with a transfer portal. I mean – Aren't you in agreement with that, guys, on that? We really don't know what we got.
1: Yeah, no, you don't, and you're not going to until much later in the year. And uh, that's that's part of it, though. That's part of uh, where Juwan Howard has to be nimble, has to be better and improving all the time And uh, who he chooses and who he gets to come here. And then, has to, you know, you have to have a little bit of luck. You have to have guys stay healthy. Tom, I think I'm going to stay with you for this next part, and then we'll we'll let uh, Chris be the uh, the backup hitter here. And uh, I, I want to know this: which um, how do how did we get here? That's basically it. We 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 saw them limp home with two overtime losses. Yes, on the road in the Big Ten, but both games where they led by double digits. Uh, and yet they let them slip away, like they let so many games slip away this year. That's why I call them Team Heartbreak. Uh, and you also then came out and with your season on the line laid the biggest egg I've I can recall in recent years by Michigan with a uh, a very fundamentally sound effort against Rutgers to bounce you out of your first. Uh, Big Ten championship or Big Ten tournament game. So, what I I hate to relive it to that extent, but just Tom Crawford, in your mind, how did we, how, how did you end up sitting courtside for the NIT last night <laughs> instead of anticipating the NCAA's?
2: Yeah, that's weird. that's that's the bottom line of this thing. Um, you know, I think that the games in Champaign and Bloomington just sucked the life right out of them the way they lost and. I remember Hunter saying after the the Illinois loss, you know how you know how horrible a loss it was. I mean, you could you could tell that he was crushed by it, and and even though I thought they played pretty well in Bloomington, they could have won that game. They just cannot figure it out in the half court game at crunch time. We talked about that, and then I'm I'm going to double down that Rutgers game. I still I still can't get it out of my mind. Uh, what we're going on a week later, Um, a week later tomorrow. Uh, that second half. I mean, I've watched in person this Wolverine team. I've said this number of times since the days of Cassie Russell in Yost Fieldhouse. Yoast Fieldhouse, not, you know, not Chrysler. And I'd never seen a worse half of of uh, of lack, the combination of lack of execution, lack of effort, and lack of care. I mean of that one timeout that Juan referenced in the postgame about, you know, it looked like in, in, in Chicago and, and Chris was there. Uh yeah, maybe they, they looked despondent. I mean and, and they couldn't figure they couldn't ignite it. They couldn't ignite the team but so much was on the line. We always say, hey, there's a lot of basketball to be played. Yeah, they could have they would had to beat Rutgers and they would have had to beat Purdue because we saw what happened to Rutgers after just winning that game. They needed more equity and Michigan needed more equity and they could have beaten Purdue. I, I think they could have. And so that that's what marks a season of Missed opportunity, and 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 lack of leadership on this team. That they're, 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 they're it's glaring to me. And I don't want you guys. I don't know who the leader is. I think maybe the freshman point guard is, but um, and that's not what you want to lead. But I it's th- this whole dynamic though, the whole cultural thing. Let alone the personnel's got to change next year, or we're gonna be back in the same boat of bubble time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let let me let me just add one thing and mm-hmm. slight pushback against them beating Purdue. If they put a seven four kid at the line for a free throws and you don't box him out, they're not going to beat Purdue. <laughs> just a thought. That's Chris, jump one. in.
0: You know what? That was, the, that's, that was the turning point of that game. That's when they yeah. looked deflated. They were all looking at the guy, the culprit, and we all know who the culprit yeah. was. Yeah. And they're like, we're here, sitting here busting our butts, and you know we yeah. aren't playing well, and we're still down by two points. And then guess what? It's that spurred a, a spurred a 12-0 run. And it was like, okay, you know what? It's amazing how one play you can say, well, you know, still have several opportunities, but this is such a mental game too. And when you see some guy who's not doing the basic fundamentals – and you're like, man, you know what? Uh, it was deflating. No question about it. In fact, Hunter Dickinson used that word, deflating, to describe that. Right, play. Was the
1: word. Yes.
0: yes. Yes, it was. And I couldn't have agreed with him more. And, uh, and it was really disheartening to watch it. And then one field goal in 19 minutes, guys. I've never seen that, that ever.
2: That's on Ken. And-
0: no, even in back in second, third grade basketball, you know, when I was playing in Northview there with the the, the high shorts and the and the socks with the stripes on them up to my knees, you know, we were we were making more than one field goal, but um, that's it. And you know, I think Hunter Dickinson wants to be a leader, and I and I respected him for last night for what he said about the guys wearing the uniform, and you know, we're playing for the guys before us. But there are some things that he's got to clean up there too in terms of the podcasts, and you know. Uh, I wrote this, the the whole, the do more, say less. Remember the the shirts at Michigan? And I wrote a column on it and I said, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, I don't have any problems with guys with swagger. Don't get me wrong, but you darn well better back it up. Uh, And that's something that they haven't done too often. And he hasn't had enough help at times either. So I'm not faulting him for the effort against Rutgers, but I am saying, okay, Hunter, put all that energy now that you're putting into your podcast and a heck of an off season with John Sanderson, come back in the best shape of your life and lead these guys right. to another deep NCAA run and secure your legacy. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Staying with Chris,
1: you mentioned the, uh, the fundamentals in that Rutgers game, which, uh, that doesn't take very long to talk about it. And you're talking in terms of positive fundamentals, you are Juwan Howard in this NIT What beyond the fact of embracing the opportunity, which he's he's done a good job of uh, getting that point across, what would you emphasize for this team? Not just for the next uh, couple of weeks, but for going forward, what do you work on in these games that, that you really want to see?
0: It's a great question because, like Tom said, we don't know what the roster is next year. So, really, it starts with the guys that you know who are going to be here, right? Doug McDaniel, uh, they did some pick-and-roll stuff with him. He had a couple turnovers last night, sure, but I thought he took a step forward. Uh, You know, he hit some shots. They went under screens. He pulled it. They tell him to pull it when they go under screens. You know, Xavier Simpson was a guy who even they told, you got to shoot that, otherwise they're never going to respect you. You know, he wasn't as good at that as Doug McDaniel. Uh, Was much better getting to the rim, but I want to see more of that from Doug McDaniel. Uh, I liked that he put US Yusef Kayat out there, and I'd like to see a little more of that. You know, he's going to be back here next year. Will Cheddar has, some, has uh, some gains to make. Uh, first and foremost, you want to win this thing, and that's what they're in it for, number one. But number two, uh, you've got to get those guys better uh, in terms of defensive rotations, get them more reps, um, put them in situations in which they might not be comfortable to see what they can do. And uh, go from there. So um, I want to see him find lineups that work. You know, some of his substitution patterns the last couple of years—they've got four guys out there who can't score—and you know what? You, you lose four points, and in a game in the Big Ten, those four points can make the difference between winning and losing. So it's really experience for Juwan too. And and you know, everybody's like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't be learning on the job here." Well, the fact of the matter is, John Beilein left, and this is who you have. And great coaches become great coaches with experience. So I think. That's that's good for him too. So, um, so that those are all the things. Uh, and getting another road game, I think, is going to be huge for these young guys. Right, going down to Vanderbilt. Any experience like that is good experience. So, I'm excited to see what they bring down there. As we're switching between NCAA games and the and the NIT game at noon on Saturday, it's crazy. But you know what? We've been spoiled. And I'm going to say this to, to Tom: You know what? The one reason that we are like, man, the NIT, this stinks, and everything else name me a program that hasn't gone through this with the exception of the one that's 60 miles down the road, that's been in 25 straight. And that's what we're comparing them to. If you compare them to North Carolina, you compare them to even Duke had their hard times, then this is still a a darn good run. Michigan's got twice as many big 10 or NCAA tournament wins for the big 10 as any other program. So it's been pretty darn good. We've been pretty spoiled. And
2: so keep in mind, Chris, that school you're talking about 60 miles from Ann Arbor hasn't been to a sweet 16 since 2015 right
0: exactly he's
2: got five in a row okay
0: exactly. i mean
2: depth of of depth of, of of your run had that that count that counts too you know i want to chris or uh, jb if i could jump in on chris's comment
1: absolutely about, about
2: you're up. on the court side um when it comes to you know what they need to work on you know i see t will i mean he's you know he's He's butting, you know, chest to chest, and Joey's the same thing. But when you're up close, instead of up in the rafters like we typically are with media at Chrysler, uh, you see things that, and I didn't. I saw some things I didn't like what I saw, and yeah, we're we're buttoning, you know, chest to chest. But we're get we give so much. Michigan gives so much ground. They give so much ground defending in the paint. Same, and Hunter does the same thing, and they just look slow defensively. Now, offensively, what they need to do. And I know this in Rutgers game, on the entry level pad, they never come to the ball. They wait for the ball to get there. I'm talking about the wing guys. And then the other thing, and not to be critical of it, amateur athletes, <laughs> but it's like Kobe and Doug were like they weren't leading Hunter or leading Terrace or lead, you know, um, or you know, all the entry level passes. They're kind of like going right at them, and that that was that was disconcerting. I just saw. Up close, courtside at the Rutgers game uh, in the Big Ten at United Center, and up close last night, I saw a fundamental weakness. Besides Hunter needing to buff up a little bit, that fundamentally, it's a weak team. I I really think that maybe that's overstating, but I just I see a fundamentally weak team. I do right now.
1: There you go. I think it's it, that would be hard to deny after watching some of the ways that they have lost games this year. Um, and I, I, just, um, it, it, it's obvious and it needs to change. There's no doubt about it. Tom Crawford, Chris Ballas, that's energy times two. And we're going to be back to them in just a second after we give a little nod to, uh, another entity that brings the energy that would be vitaminenergy.com. Uh, our sponsor for this, uh, particular Wolverine live, uh, fitness, energy, health, all in one convenient shot. Great tasting and energy for seven or more hours with no sugar crash because there's no sugar in it. It's non-GMO. It's kosher certified as well. The Burner Plus Energy and Performance Packed All-In-One, a thermogenic fat burner. Now, I tried the pomegranate and got the thermogenic fat burner going in my own life. This was last weekend. I shoveled eight inches of wet, heavy snow off my driveway and immediately cross-country skied several miles. Then I spent the afternoon and evening out with friends. Now, normally, those early activities might bring on a little drowsiness and, you know, mid-evening, but not with vitamin energy. Just uh, I took a little uh, shot of that and boom, I was good to go for the rest of the night. Just use the promo code WolverineBogo at VitaminEnergy.com. It's easy. Go to VitaminEnergy.com, add an item to your cart, and get an item of equal or lesser value absolutely free with that promo code. Try it. Give it a try. Give it a shot. Shake it and take it. VitaminEnergy.com. And, again, that promo code is WolverineBogo, B-O-G-O. And now we go. Back to the boys in the room, Chris Ballas and Tom Crawford. We're going to shift gears here uh, and go to a little bit of hockey because while Michigan is playing in the uh, NIT in basketball, we've got a little uh, Big Ten tournament action going on in hockey for a team that has uh, very high hopes of uh, going uh, deeper into the tournament after uh, after the Big Ten is over, Chris Ballas, your thoughts on on where hockey stands right now?
0: I love his team. I, I love the the fact that um, Brandon Narado is an interim coach. I, I like you know everybody talks about the incestuousness of assistant coaches taking over for programs, but when you've got guys that have played for Red Berenson and guys that have played for Bo Shen and guys that know how to win and, and know the culture of a program, uh, to me that's always my first choice, and I love what he's brought. Um, there seems to be more energy from this group. Uh, this is a team that can really they can win it all, John. If depending on what kind of goaltending they get, Eric Portillo has been inconsistent. The defense has been inconsistent at times, but they can score. Man, Adam Fantilli, a Hobie Baker finalist, this kid in this freshman class. Uh, there's a lot of speed. It's going to be a great game tomorrow. That Michigan Minnesota game up at Minnesota. Michigan won there last year. You know that Minnesota wants a little bit of revenge, but. The Frozen Four is in Tampa, fellas, so I'm thinking road trip. <laughs> no, I know. It's a Miller Four. I think, yeah, exactly.
2: It's just, like, it's just like Ballas said, you know what? If Michigan makes the NIT final, I'll, I'll go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> exactly. I'll for the team, for the Wolverine.com. But it's yes. all about Ballas. It really is all about Ballas, you know. It I mean, is. I mean, and I mean, it's I mean, all about I mean, Tampa. I mean, yeah, well, Fancy, you know, they got to play in the big ice, so in Minnesota, yes, right? Yes, yep. And, you know, and Adam Fantillion might, you know, Dylan Larkin kind of skates me, and I'm not a hockey kind of sore, but I can see the speed. Yes. So, how is my question to you? I mean, how is that going to resonate on big ice?
0: I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be much more open. Both of those teams have great speed, right? You're talking about two of the most talented teams in the country, Minnesota probably being the one. Um, But it really benefits Michigan, I think. And uh, so I think it'll be more wide open. And it's really going to come down to goaltending and defense. And that's what worries me a little bit. Portillo's been sketchy. He's going to have to have a a much better, uh, I guess, postseason than regular season. But uh, regardless, to have a program that you know year in and year out is getting to the postseason, as we know, it is huge, and it's been really. They do some breaks here, man. They've gotten some bad they breaks. Are. They yeah, are. I mean, all these good
2: teams. we got to go back when 1998 was. the yes. uh, last national championship. Yeah, yes, 1998. Okay, that's yep. a long time ago, guys.
0: It is. You know, and the thing about
2: yep. well, the thing about frustrates me about hockey? You know, the puck goes off a skate, and you lose. You yes. know, I mean, it's like it's, yes. it's a tricky game. And yeah. they I agree with you, Chris. They're due for some luck. Yeah, Uh, because they've had a lot. They've had more talented teams uh, get eliminated at you know even before the Frozen Four. So uh, yeah, they got something
1: to do. All all the more reason for the three of us to band together and take a road trip to Tampa for the Frozen Four, and uh, we'll 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 have to discuss that later. But uh, that just sounds like a good idea to me, Chris.
0: Vitamin Energy can sponsor it, John.
1: There you go. I like it. I like it. We'll have we'll drive straight through. With uh, all the energy that we need from those little bottles of uh, of miraculous juice, uh, Chris Ballas, the talk basically is that uh, Nerado uh, is is going to be named the full time guy, and uh, probably sooner rather than later, or maybe wait till the end of the season. Uh, your thoughts on that happening and the, the likelihood of it.
0: I said three months ago, do it then, you know, you you don't waste any more time and he's a great recruiter. He's still getting landing recruits, even though they don't know that he's going to be the coach. And he's come out in newspaper articles and said, you know, it'd be a lot easier if we could do this. And we got assurance that I'm going to be here. Uh, It's pretty, he's pretty much assured it with his performance, but I don't understand what they're waiting for. Honestly, it's kind of like Michigan time, right? It's like, okay, just get it done. And everybody knows he's going to be the guy. And then we get on with recruiting, and he's got great ties. We he's shown that he can coach. Uh, I don't care what anybody says about. Well, they went through this. You know what they're they've got a number one seed with one of the youngest teams in the country, fellas, and are playing in it for a Big Ten championship. So. Ward, just do it. Uh, the sooner, the better. It is going to happen. You might as well do it now and get everybody on board. But again, it's kind of like Michigan time when it comes to these things, and uh, you wonder why sometimes, frankly.
2: Well, it's like Ward, just do it. I mean, how about did Con- did Harbaugh finally ink that extension? I mean, th- 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 I mean, this is crazy of how things how, how things get s- stuck in red tape when it comes to decision making on coaches or or yeah. you know, I mean, it's the same pattern with Ward. is it Ward's fault? What, what's the what's the holdup?
0: John, is it Ward's fault? <laughs> I would just say that uh,
1: there are things that uh, are being worked out. I, I know that uh, Jim Harbaugh has had, in in my estimation, a ton of leverage that has been built into this whole process over the past two years. Uh, he didn't have that leverage two years ago, and I would say um maybe this is the time for him to maximize it in terms of not only you know he says he wants to feel the love well that can translate into so many different ways for his own contract for those of uh his guys that are in the building in, whether it be NIL whether it be transfer uh rules and ease of bringing other people in this is a team that uh is a program that led the Big 10 in uh, some people's estimation of how good the the uh, the transfer players were coming in, and they've only they only brought seven guys in. You got you've got, guys, you've got t- programs that are bringing in 16, 17 guys, and yet uh, I I know it was I believe it was Athlon was one of them that put Michigan at the very top of the Big Ten. So yeah, I think that they're. Probably is uh, a lot going on behind the scenes, and uh, and probably Jim Harbaugh trying to make this uh, turn into the best situation he can make it going forward for Michigan football. Which, speaking of Michigan football, we got to uh, got to see Braden McGregor among others on Monday down at Beckler Hall, and uh, I was I was really impressed with this kid. He. He gives off a um, a little bit of an Aiden Hutchinson edge in terms of his attitude and how he comes across. He's talking about Michigan's defense. How uh, somebody asked him about the whole uh, edge rusher you thing, and he's he is totally embracing it and said before, you know, I I mentioned to him last year, guys were saying you're not going to be able to. make up for the difference of, uh, of Hutch and David Ojabo, and you saw what they came up with on defense, and he's saying basically they're planning to, to pull off the same sort of thing. Uh, I, I don't know how much you've gotten a chance to talk one-on-one with him, Chris, but uh, just your thoughts about this young man and what, the role he could play on this defense this year, but also uh, just that attitude that this defense has going now.
0: Yeah, I know people who know the family. And, you know, when Braden got here, he was immature. Uh, Then he has the knee injury, and that sets him back. And he's like, man, I should be playing more. And then, uh, you know, he's not as healthy as he was and, you know, everything else. And some kids mature later than others. But we are at the point in this program, fellas, where – it's like the 80s and 90s all over again. I think it was Dave Abloff or somebody who mentioned it in the press box when we were talking. he said, you've got depth beyond depth where your ones, your twos are really ones just waiting for their opportunity. And I think McGregor now is the next guy. As Jim Harbaugh said last year, remember when they lost Hutchinson? He said, well, I think Mike Morris, maybe he's our next Aiden Hutchinson. And he said, and sure enough, the guy's the defensive lineman of the year in the Big Ten. He said in November, he said, Braden Hutt, or uh, Braden McGregor has a chance to be that next guy. And I can see it. But these guys take it to heart now because they see what the guys in front of them did and they want to live up to that legacy. It's just like old times. Yeah. And I see that from McGregor. You see it in his body and you can tell how excited he is. You saw in that Ohio State game, guys, Craw, that yeah. uh, he oh, yeah. played his butt off and he was starting yeah. to show signs, John, when we're up there in the box and, you know, uh, of, OK, this guy's doing it on the biggest stage in this environment. He's got more to show, and we're seeing it in the body. He's 100% healthy now. I think this kid's going to have a breakout season. I wrote about that. I said, if there's a 2023 uh, breakout contender for this 2023 Michigan team, this is the guy.
2: Well, you remember, guys, when they went on that, that signing video and how ecstatic Shrone Moore and Jim yes. Harbaugh were on that. You remember that that video? Yes. And it's like, wow. And then the kid gets hurt, what, his senior year at Port Hill? Yes.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So he was damaged. So you literally like damaged goods coming in. So all of a sudden I I had this leeriness of this kid and I I agree with you. I mean, you know, from, you know, it was surmising that he was, he was getting impatient, but man, when you can have a breakout game like he had against Ohio state and showed you what the kind of depth, I mean, that's going to be a position of strength and he's going to be at the core of that strength. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about every, every two deep on this whole yeah. team, <laughs> yeah. uh, both on both sides of the
1: ball. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Because the way they're one talking more, about, go ahead. One more thing, John, I was going to say is that people don't realize that he played 90% of his snaps off the ball in high school. So it's yeah. it's still an adjustment. So, uh, but he's made it. And now he's starting to show that strength. And, you know, it's like Jesse Minner told him, you've got an Aiden Hutchinson type body. He's not putting that on there. Like you're going to be the next Aiden Hutchinson, but he says, you've got the measurables. You can be a pro go out there and take it. And this kid's taking that to heart. And they've got so much more than that. They've got Chris Jenkins that everybody's
1: talking about as a defensive tackle. The freshman defensive tackles from last year that can uh, were better than anybody expected. You've got uh, Ernest Hausman out of Nebraska beside a uh, a now veteran Junior Colson, uh, Michael Barrett coming back among the linebackers. I, I am I am excited about this defense. Uh, From the standpoint of they're really going to have some talent there, I will never forget uh, uh, saying uh, to one of the more, um, I I guess, edgy defensive linemen at last year's Big Ten uh, uh, meetings about, you know, people are saying the offense is going to have to make up for the defense early on. and, uh, And this young man uh Tom Crawford well remembers just kept saying, let's see it. Keep keep <laughs> it up, bring it, bring it.' We'll, yeah. you you'll see yeah. what we have on defense yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's it's I think it's one of those kind of years again, although I don't think that the uh, because of what you guys are saying, Chris, you mentioned that the way the expectations are, I don't think there'll be as much guff for this defense because people are starting to understand, especially a second year under Jesse Minter, that uh, they're they're going to be able to bring it early on and early and often. Um, I would say both of you guys I appreciate because of your um, – uh, ability to pluck those wonderful tidbits from even spring practice when things are pretty locked down Tom Crawford gave us some real nice nuggets last week Chris Ballas what uh, what would be your latest uh things that you've heard that have kind of made you uh sit up and take notice
0: Well, we're talking about the defense. They think this defense can be better than last year, even losing what they lost. And they think the interior defensive line, number one, is going to be better. Chris Jenkins has added some good weight uh, right in the butt, which is great. You know what? For a defensive lineman, uh, you see him out there. This kid's going to be a captain, in my opinion. Uh, Kenneth Grant. uh, And you've got uh, um, Grant. uh,
1: Mason Grant.
0: Mason Graham. I was gonna say Graham Mason. I'm like, why doesn't that sound right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So That's Mason how it is Graham, in roster. who was the best, the best, literally defensive tackle as a true freshman that I've ever seen at Michigan uh, as a true freshman. So uh, hey, the bar is.
2: Did, did you see him dunk the basketball at the Insane! CBR?
0: Insane! That's yes. all I need. Okay, game yes. over. That's all
2: I need to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this kid, and he's a winner, and so they're going to yeah. have that deep depth. Um, you're talking about edges. Uh, McGregor, we're talking about. Josiah Stewart that they brought in. Uh, they feel really good about it, as long as that other corner pans out. Now, Amorin Walker's raw at that corner. They think he can be the guy. You're going to see a little more Mike Sainer still there than I think we would have right. expected with Rod Moore in the slot, and that's okay. You've got guys that have experience and can play these positions. So wouldn't surprise me if they looked for another corner in the transfer portal, but they like what they've got at linebacker. Nakai Hill Green has come back strong. They are much deeper there than they thought they were going to be. So that's great news. And then your veteran receivers, everybody talks about the young guys, but it's always those guys that come back that are hard to beat out. Cornelius Johnson has taken another step in terms of leadership as well. Roman Wilson ran a a shuttle that would have been one of the best times at the combine this year, a 20 20 yard deal with the cones. And uh, so I think he's got another gear and he's gained Five pounds so these are good things uh jj mccarthy's bigger and stronger making all the throws guys their best players half their best players aren't even playing blake McC- blake corum and donovan edwards you know are limited so this team is going to be loaded they will be a favorite to win a third straight big 10 championship which in this era given everything that is stacked against them and recruiting and everything else is almost miraculous john okay. yes hey, sir Jay, i hear you, you go know, ahead tom
2: let me add about um I, I I agree that defense is, is I, I just have a lights out feeling about that defense. And the reason I say that is the return of Jesse Mentor at the same DC two years in a row. I mean, I know we had the Ravens system with McDonald, the Mentor and everything, else, but that that's huge. And the other thing right now, Chris Partridge addition, that's huge. From my understanding, from my insider, this, this coaching staff is as good as it's ever been. Ever been. Now, I know there have been some great staffs back to the obviously to that you know jerry hanlon days and mo and Bo and all that stuff but this one this one's got some this one's got some lights out coaches on this team and i i I, i'm i'm feeling good about every position in that coaching staff and and no no disrespect to george Hilo, but i think the partridge thing is gonna it's gonna help out because that maybe I'm overstating, was that a position of weakness last year at linebacker? Is that an unfair statement or not, 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 not necessarily a position. of strength?
0: Right. And it wasn't as deep either because they were missing some guys, well, I but understand. I think you're right. Yeah. It's deeper this year. Yeah. yeah I
2: think Partridge so. brings a lot of great energy to that. I agree. And, and uh, so, you know, I think I told you this last night, I mean, of all the years following Michigan football, um, maybe other than the 1976 preseason number one, uh, Rick Leeds is on the cover of sports illustrated. I don't, I I've never had more anticipation of positivity that of something wonderful happening on the back yep. end.
1: than I do. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm going, we're, we're coming down the home stretch here. I'm going to go first on this one and then have uh, Tom react to it and add to it. And, uh, Chris take us home at the end, but, uh, my question is what's the biggest thing you want to see addressed uh, for this football team. And it, mine is a little bit more generalized. It's not about a specific position group or player. It's about the offense in when they get into a game like you saw against TCU. And I think uh, Lloyd Carr, uh, got to a point in his career where he was dealing with that sort of thing. He he liked to, uh, you know, wear teams down and, and beat them. And uh, But there are times when you fall behind, and Lloyd Carr himself said it, that, okay, you, you have to be able to uh, uh, control the game, run the ball, do the things that we like to do, but you've got to be able to uh, be in a two-minute offense for a quarter, a quarter and a half if that is – what it takes. I think that Michigan in that, uh, in that playoff game found itself in a position where, wow, we, we, can't just slug away. We've got to get it going and get it going really well. Like say Michigan, Florida in, uh, in Lloyd Carr's last game. To be able to, to sling it and get a an opponent back on its heels or get yourself back into the game if they happen to uh, if you happen to be behind that is the biggest thing I, I want to see this uh, this group better prepared to uh, to be in a shootout. Tom Crawford, your thoughts? A couple of things
2: offensively uh, and one defensively. Uh, offensively, uh, we're not going to have this co-coordinator thing where you got Sharon Morrow calling plays and when you get in the red zone, Matt Weiss is calling to play. We don't have that this year. We got one guy. Okay. So that's, that's a good thing. And I have a lot of faith in Sharon Moore. I probably overstated that, but I just believe that guy is the future. If you know what I mean. I mean, he's going to be an outstanding coach. The other thing I like J.J. McCarthy. And that RPO, and I've said this many times, you're probably sick of me saying it, J.B., but I want him running downhill and that RPO on those keepers. That's going to really threaten those linebackers and keep them honest. Um, And that doesn't seem to happen necessarily, not against a group of five teams in the non-conference play, but in meaningful games. And, John, you brought that up. I thought that
1: that was an
2: excellent point.
1: Not against nope. Tuckabuck State, as, uh, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> as a famous Wolverine nope. once said.
2: Okay, and BG and 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 um, and, and uh, East Carolina, but and the, and then defensively, defensively, these in in big time games and the money games and the bowl games and the old you know, the Harbaugh struggled in the, in, the, in the postseason, giving up chunk plays. Keep the ball in front. Of him. I mean, look look at that TCU game. How many chunk plays Michigan uh, gave up and. Somehow remedy that situation. Keep the ball in front of them. Kind of like the and Bill McCartney defenses. You know, just keep the ball in and make them go 12 plays. They'll make a mistake before they got there. TCU didn't take 12 plays to get where they got. They got bigger play. Stop that crap out and they'll be in great shape.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, though. The thing is, we saw all that in the Ohio State game, and that's why they won. Uh, You know what? They kept them out of the end zone. They made plays on third downs, right? They brought out plays that we hadn't seen all year, the little the halfback pass, you know, behind from Kalel Mullings of all people. Yeah. Um, some of those plays, uh, we saw flea flicker against Ohio state the year before, you know, which we'd seen a couple of times. So they really brought it out. And then they started running JJ McCarthy in the second half of that game. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, okay, um, this is, this is the winning formula, right? It took them a little while to get going, but once they did, and they started airing it out, that was what won them the ball game. So they can do it. um, and you know what? They tried at times against TCU. They had a couple pick sixes, fellas, that really kind of changed that game. And they showed they can do it. Uh, and when you fall behind, you know what? 45 points should have been enough to win that game anyway. Uh, but when you give them 14 points, I will tell you, go out and look at a stat. If you've got a, a game in which a quarterback throws two pick sixes, oh, I think 95% of the time automatically or, or something like that, you're going to lose that game. So, um, But I, I agree 100% that they have – they need to be a little bit more versatile in some areas and especially in the passing game. I do not want to see JJ McCarthy getting hit in these early games either. I want to see him. He's got to know you got to go down son. If you're running, you know what, don't, don't put your shoulder down unless you're at the goal line against Ohio state. You know what? Uh, We want to run you more, but be smart about it. And uh, it's hard to to teach kids that sometimes because they're such competitors, but I liked that um, in the Ohio state game and, the defense that they've shown against Ohio State the last two years, Georgia, they had no shot, fellas. They weren't going to win that game. But the defense that Ben but don't break and getting down there and stopping in the red zone is how you beat that team. Uh, more of that, and and I'll be just fine.
1: All right. You're going to be just fine either way. I know that because uh, Chris Ballas, Tom Crawford, two of the best in the business covering the Wolverines. They bring the energy, the vitamin energy, you name it. <laughs> Remember, buy one get one free using the code Wolverine Bogo, guys. Fantastic job! We'll do the skin soon. Let's do I hope it. so. I
0: love All you right, guys. guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it.
2: See ya.